Omiji, are there universal lessons that can be drawn from the crucifixion and resurrection of Christ? You know, it, there are many. Any central truth, you can see many truths in it. Because it's central, all sorts of rays go out. One of them is, of course, that if you are going to seek God, you will suffer. Jesus said, no one who leaves father, mother, everything for my sake, he shall receive a hundredfold and persecution. And Yogananda often emphasized that word persecution. Persecution may come in different forms. For example, when doctors look at my uh, curriculum vitae, I don't know what you'd call it, all the, all the things that have gone wrong with my body in this incarnation, they just... I went to one yesterday, she just couldn't believe it. <laughs> but uh, um, the other thing is that people think that Jesus suffered on the cross. He didn't suffer as you and I suffer. If so, then what is the point of the spiritual path? If it doesn't save you from suffering, what good is it? You have to reach a point, and he had reached that point, where nothing could affect him. So his suffering on the cross was not for his body, he was suffering for the, sad, for the ignorance of people. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So the suffering on the cross is that we all have to go through some sort of thing. You know, in the Bible, it says, He who will not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. You remember that? How, did the, how could he have said, take up your cross, when nobody knew he was going to die on a cross? That has to be a scholarly addition. But he did say, and it is true, and they just used the cross as uh, uh, an example. But Mar Yogananda often said to us, living for God is martyrdom. You have to get rid of the ego. The ego doesn't like to be got rid of. So there's going to have to be a lot of purification. And where there's purification, there is pain. So yes, there will be pain on the path. I think I have told before in these series how one time St. Teresa of Avila was subjected to a great test toward the end of her life, and Jesus said to her, um, don't feel too badly, Teresa. This is how I treat all my friends. And she had a lively wit, and she said, oh, my Lord, that's why you have so few. <laughs> And it's true, people are always looking for the easy way out. But that easy way may give them temporary satisfaction, but it won't give them, it won't give them joy. So the right attitude for someone who's trying to find God, trying to grow spiritually... He's saying, God, take anything you want of mine. My life is yours. And he says, do you really mean it? And you say, yes. All right, let me find out. And he will test you. But you know, um, a great Muslim saint, uh, Rabbi, uh, her name was, and uh, when she was old, she was going through physical suffering, and uh, three of her disciples came. And to console her, one of them said, well, after all, Mother, he is no true lover of God who is not willing to suffer for God's sake. And she said, this makes of ego. And so the second one tried to correct it. He said, he is no true lover of God who is not happy to suffer for God's sake. 
She said, more than this is needed. And so they said, well, you tell us, Mother, what, who is this, what is the sign of a true lover of God? And she said, he is no true lover of God who does not forget his suffering in the contemplation of the Beloved. And in fact, as St. Francis de Sales said, <clears throat> a sad saint is a sad saint indeed. <laughs> and Teresa of Avila also said a sad nun is a bad nun. So when you, when you, you, you do go through pains, but you don't pay any attention to them. And uh, I know I had to be in the ICU unit of a hospital in India, and they had all sorts of wires. This was just a few months ago, and they had to do a complete dialysis, change the blood in my body completely, and all sorts of things. And doctors would come in and say, how are you? Or nurses would say, how are you? I'd say, just wonderful. <laughs> Because the bliss that I felt made all of this absolutely inconsequential. Swamiji, on the cross, Christ is also quoted quoted as saying, Father, why have you forsaken me? I, I know that they also say some thought he was calling to, his, to Elias, and my guru said that was his, his guru. And uh, Eli, Eli, so Elias, Eli, Elijah. But... Uh, if he did, it was that momentary delusion which would come to anybody, even at the end. But just as a sign, you know, Yogananda went through, and I told you this recently, he went through great physical suffering to take our karma. And he said, at a certain point, I brought my mind down to the body so that I could experience suffering the way people normally do. He didn't have to. One time he had he was setting a wishing well at Mount Washington and fell on his foot and broke it. He said, look, I'll show you. I put my mind here, no pain. He could walk everything easily. I, he let his mind come down. Immediately he couldn't even control his face because the pain was very great. And so he, a master will sometimes bring his mind down, it, not for, not for, our sake, not for his sake so much as for our sake, that yes, it was a painful experience, but he was willing to endure it for everyone. So it may mean that too. I can't say I'm not in his body. Swamiji, is that a clue for us, overcoming the ego, overcoming pain, to put our minds strongly yes. here? Yes, it is. And whatever pain we have, give it to God. It, I've, I often say, a little pain never hurt anybody. It's good training. It's good self-discipline to learn to accept the pluses and minuses, the pleasures and the pains of this life with an even mind. It's good to have food in your mouth and not even taste it. Withdraw your feeling from the, from the uh, taste buds. And people look, as you've just done, astonished at that. I don't know what's astonishing about it. I do it easily. <laughs> But I don't know. Anyway, when you, uh, I, I remember we used to go to the church on Sundays in the wintertime in the back of a pickup truck, and we would deliberately take off our shirts and undershirts and expose our bodies to the cold. And, and uh, in Tibet, they have, the monks there have a technique they call tumo, which is to awaken the heat of the body to protect it uh, against cold. And, 
perfection in Tumu is said to be when, uh, when you can have many sheets, wet sheets around you in the ice and dry them. But anyway, we didn't have that, but my motto was do mo tumo. <laughs> but uh, we, we would manage to make our minds free from that. But I, I also used to take a cold shower sometimes just to help tra train myself. One time I let that feeling of coldness penetrate to my brain. And it took me months to get warm again. <laughs> But it's a good practice. It's a good practice not accepting that the senses are, are your reality. Swamiji, Yogananda had a saying that uh, on the spiritual path, this nest of troubles in the world becomes a nest of fun. He said behind every bush of pleasure there's a rattlesnake of pain. <laughs> and yes, he said a nest of fun, yes. Uh, you find that even your physical pains then become pleasurable. Everything becomes a part of joy. There was one disciple who had lots of physical trouble, and she was in the hospital, and they were taking piece up by piece out of her. And one time under anesthesia, she was a take it all piece by piece. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> So perhaps that's another clue to spiritual growth by enduring everything with joy? Yeah. It'd be indifferent to the pain and recognize that the joy is in yourself. I mean, there are such things as sadists and masochists. They seem to take pleasure in pain. I don't mean it that way. You're not finding pleasure in the pain. You're finding pleasure in, in the uh, freedom from pain in your own self that what your senses are experiencing is not real to you. But in fact, the very fact that there is such a thing as masochism, you know, when you scratch a mosquito bite, it hurts and it feels good at the same time. We, every, every pain, every negative experience has, because this world is based on duality, there is a certain joy in pain and there's a certain pain in joy. Like in that Spanish song, Bésame mucho, como si fuera esta noche la última vez. Kiss me as if this was the last time, meaning that you're afraid it will be the last time. Any pleasure, there's always that pain of possible loss, certainty that it will be lost eventually. And even in pain, there is that thought that somehow it's pleasurable. Maybe the thought that I've got to have a story to tell that... <laughs> Like this woman who told Yogananda about this harrowing operation she went through. He finally said, well, when did you have this? She said, 20 years ago. So somehow people seem to like to talk about the great suffering they've gone through. And I think that even while they're going through it, they've got this thought in the back of their minds of, I got something to tell. Mm -hmm. You know, in Carnegie Hall, no, uh, Metropolitan, uh, center in New York, I was hearing a, a uh, symphony, and they were in the middle of the Moldau of Smetana, when I had a little dictation machine that I wanted to see if it worked at a distance. And of course the recording is strictly prohibited, but I pushed the button, and I pushed the wrong button, and suddenly it filled the whole hall. This man who had sold it to me 
uh, his voice was recorded. Hello, testing, one, two. So help me got up to four because <laughs> before I could find that, and the, the conductor whirled around. And it was a moment of intense embarrassment. But at the same time, I noticed there was this little voice in the back of my mind uh, saying, or is this ever going to be a good story to tell? <laughs> so it's true that in pleasure there is pain, in pain there is pleasure, and uh, um, we get rid of that, both of those, by being indifferent, by saying that I am not this body, I am not experiencing this pain. Why, When I go to the dentist, while he's drilling, I'm just thinking of some music I'm composing or some thought I'm working out on a philosophy and a book or whatever it might be. But I found that I can remove my, my consciousness from that. And he may be perspiring, but I'm just quite indifferent because pain is mental anyway.